What's going on, everybody? Tanner Pfeiffer here, hosting episode 17 of the NFL Rumors podcast. Today, we have a special guest, 2023 NFL draft prospect, Peter Affle Jr. Peter, welcome, and NFL Rumors Twitter account as well in here. Guys, how are you doing this morning? Doing great. Doing great. Hey, do, doing really good. Glad to have Peter here and uh, let him tell so we can uh, talk to him and let him tell his story about how he's going to come and, and make a splash in the NFL. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So we were just interested, like, we just kind of want to hand the f- or just give you the mic, really. Just tell us kind of your journey and how you're preparing for this draft and just maybe what challenges you've overcome along the way. We just kind of want to hand it to you and let you, let you say what you got to say and just tell your story. Definitely. Definitely. Um, well, it all started back in Lawrence, Kansas. Um, that's where I was born and raised. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I ended up attending high school at Lawrence high. Um, and, Really, I didn't play football till my senior year. Previous to that, I was just kind of playing JV and really just this high school kid with a with a football dream, you know? Yeah. And so um, basically going into my senior year, I actually was not a receiver. I actually played as a fullback and a D lineman at 5'10", 170 pounds. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah, pe- people were actually kind of shocked at that. But um, my coaches just thought I was a real physical kid and whatnot. And so um, that's just where I thrived. Our running back, uh, he ended up breaking the school rushing record running behind me. And so that's just a little tidbit right there about my high school um, journey. Um, so really coming out of high school, I wasn't really highly recruited. And so I got a few JUCO opportunities from like uh, Highland Community College and Hutchinson Community College. And um, just looking at the resume of both schools, I ended up going to Hutchinson Community College. Um, If you're aware, Alvin Kamar played there. Guys like Jerry Jacobs played there. Cordero Patterson played there. So, I mean, I looked at all those. um, I I looked at all those um, things and that's what determined my my. what do you call it, decision to go to Hudson Community College. Um, during my time at Hudson Community College, I'd say I didn't really get the opportunities I was seeking, just being that, again, I was a fullback coming out of high school, so I wasn't really knowledgeable about the receiver position, and that's mm-hmm. where they tried to flip me over to. Um, and so really just being there, I felt like I wasn't getting the, the hands-on, uh, hands-on coaching and opportunity that I needed, and so I ended up, transferring and going to an NAIA school in which um, being there, I knew deep down that I was seeking more out of the game. And I kind of knew that I, uh, the level I can play at was a bit higher. Mm-hmm. And so um, I stuck around the NAIA school for a short time and then ended up transferring back to JUCO to chase my dreams of playing NCAA football. Um, and so in doing that, I, uh, I went to Coffeyville Community College um, under Ryan Flores. And um, it was it was an experience there. You know, mind you, being in JUCO, you, you just get to learn from a bunch of guys. Um, Brandon, you're from the South. You know, you know how those guys can play, play the game, man. It's 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 a different level of football down south. And so um, I was able to pick up yeah. um, from a lot of my my teammates um, and and really just just develop myself as a receiver. 
Um, again, when I went back JUCO, I really couldn't see the light at the end of the t uh, of the tunnel, being that, again, I was not getting the opportunities that I was seeking. Um, and so, really, I built a, a great bond with the running backs coach. His name is Coach, uh, coach Rose. And Coach Rose basically put in a word for me at um, – to basically any schools he had con connections with. Um, the two schools were Washburn, and then the other school was Central Arkansas. So that's a D1 and a D2 right there. Um, Central Arkansas was high on me. They, they were looking to go ahead and uh, bring me in, um, whether that was as a walk-on or uh, as a scholarship kid. But um, Get a minute. I'm from Arkansas. <laughs> Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Yep. yep. The Bears, man. I, I mean, when I tell you um, I heard that they were interested in me, I was on YouTube watching all their stuff. I was yep. ready to, to suit up as a bear. And um, they gave my coach a call and basically said they were going to end up keeping a walk on wide receiver, which I mean, I respected. And so um, that left me with uh, the decision to attend Washburn University, which was a division two. Um, mind you, I'm from Lawrence and Washburn is located in Topeka, Kansas, which is the capital um of kansas um and mm -hmm. it's it's i'll say it's about 30 minute a 30 minute drive from lawrence where i'm from that's not so, bad at all right so i was pretty familiar with washburn um i knew coming into washburn they they had guys already they had guys like jj letcher um my former teammate who was uh i, <laughs> I really might be wrong on this like i might be cutting it short but i believe he was like an eight-time all-american um in 2021 <laughs> So yeah, again, that that might be cutting it short, but the kid is the kid can play football. Um, he was a, a, a All American return specialist, MIAA Special Teams Player of the Year, all that kind of good stuff. And so, I knew they had guys like him there. They had um, Jace, my boy Jace there. They had Colin Wilson there, who is um, actually the brother of Michael Wilhoyt, who just got hired with the Broncos. Um, so they, oh, wow. they, they, yeah, they had guys. They had guys. But when I came in, I was like, you know what? This journey has been been everything that I haven't like everything that I didn't expect. I expected this to be a smooth, a smooth journey. And it's just been a bunch of missed opportunities after missed opportunities. And so I told myself when I came to Washburn, I was going to stamp my name regardless of the situation I was stepping into. Um, and so when I attended Washburn, um, I did spend some time as a red shirt. So I was on a lot of scout team, but that is where I thrived. And that's where I, I nurtured, uh, I, I nurtured myself as a, as a wide receiver um, and proved myself worthy to end up being a starter for the Ichabods. And so um, in my two years there at Washburn, 2021, 2022, um, the first year I was able to rack up 29 receptions for 560 yards and eight touchdowns. Um, and then my second year, I had 34 receptions for 660 yards and another eight touchdowns. So career-wise, um, it was 63 receptions, 1,220 yards and 16 touchdowns. And I was a part of the team um, to help take the Ichabods to the playoffs for the first time in a decade. So I That's an insane of... touchdown ratio for that many catches. Yes, sir. And um, <laughs> within that two, within the two years, I averaged nineteen point four yards per catch. And so, um, I mean, it, it just Very comes impressive. to show you. It, it comes to show you that, um, regardless of the situation I'm put in, I will find a way to 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 make things happen. Uh, I'm not really the type of person to take no for an answer. So, um, 
regardless regardless go. of receptions or anything um i i will make an impact some way somehow that's the attitude you got to have especially in this kind of this kind of environment and this and what you're wanting to accomplish you know you can't you can't back down you can't take no for an answer and you just got to right. keep pushing until you get where you want to be right and you can never stop improving that's very yep. very impressive thank you um so like how you said you were first a fullback, right? And yes, I was a fullback. Okay, so like, is blocking a specialty as a receiver? Like, do you think that's something that did, were you used as a blocker a lot? Yes, to be quite honest, um, blocking is very, very important. Um, again, being that we had JJ Letcher, who we we threw a lot of screens to and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, I had to be there for him, you know, to block block upfield while he's running that ball and whatnot. So, um, yes, blocking blocking is very important, uh, important skill to have as a receiver. Um, it shows that you're not selfish and that kind of good stuff. And so it's just a good tool to have in your bag, you know. And so I'm blessed that I did have the opportunity to play fullback. That's awesome. So is, uh, is there anyone in the NFL, like receiver-wise, you look up to or, or kind of – I mean, don't get me wrong. Everyone is their own person and has their own skill set. Is there anyone you kind of like model uh, a technique after or I don't want to say compare yourself to, but like anyone you kind of just admire in the NFL? If I'm quite honest, um, I will say Tyreek Hill. So so like I'll say guys like I really like to look at guys close to my my body type. So I'll say mm -hmm. Tyreek Hill, Marquise Brown. Um, I believe okay. his name is Khalif Raymond. Um, with the Detroit Lions. Um, yes, yes, I know him. Um, of course, I, I, I liked watching some Antonio Brown back in the day. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like guys like that, guys that are very similar to my my body type, you know, and, and thrive at their position. Um, I know this guy isn't really uh, my body type. He's a little bit bigger than me. But um, we did have A.J. Brown come through here at um, X3 Nashville. He came through our facility and. No, um, I, I, I basically stood there and and we we chopped it up for almost like 30 to 45 minutes just trying to churn information out of them and learn the ins and out of of the NFL and what it takes to be successful that rookie year. So um, that's another guy I say I'd wa I watch a little bit, too. You know, yeah. uh, that's I mean, that's awesome, especially a guy like A.J. Brown, who just had like the best season of his career. Right. Um, I will say, like, I worked at. The or I do work at the University of Arkansas, so I got to watch Traylon Burks play, and like I knew that he was gonna, I knew that he was gonna like soar in the NFL, uh, and yeah. I think that you know he had some concussions this year, but he's someone that I'm like I can't wait to watch him play. I like his his body style. He's just got, I mean I don't want to say a replacement of AJ Brown, but he's just like he's a big body as well. Definitely. And uh, someone else, I, I think, uh, I think he's a little taller i'm not sure exactly on his size but uh alan lazard i know like one of his specialties is like blocking as a receiver oh yeah lazard lazard's definitely official out there in green bay yeah uh, good probably uh we we had talked about alan lazard a little bit this week uh you know likely he's going to test free agency and um see what might be out there for him if uh i guess it all depends if aaron Rodgers comes back to the packers yeah that's a big right. question mark right now <laughs> the man the man aaron seems to just uh closed his retreat so it sounds like we'll be hearing from him soon yeah yeah, yeah his retreat right his retreat uh 
I don't know. It looked like a little bitty cave in a box. You know what I mean? <laughs> Single bathroom, mat on the floor. Yep. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Brown also, Peter, is one of my favorites, too. Uh, I, w- I was really surprised last year when he was moved from Tennessee. Uh, he He's definitely uh, somebody I've watched uh, a lot um, and in college. And I was really surprised when Tennessee moved on, and and I and I've actually spoke, uh, you know, publicly about this. Is I really think this is why the Tennessee GM got fired. You think? I think, uh, I think when he moved up from AJ Brown, Mike Vrabel wasn't sold on it. And I think you know when they when they moved on from AJ Brown, I think that that created a big old, a big controversy between the coach and the GM there and you see that the GM's gone they got a new GM which Ron Carthon come on over from San Francisco so I think uh you know now they're looking like you know they're interested in D-Hop uh we're hearing and uh DeAndre Hopkins and you know with that Tennessee, you know, Mike Brable's got a history with D Hop. Their offensive new offensive coordinator's got a history with D Hop. So when you're taking a really good look at that, I think uh, AJ Brown was a big reason that Tennessee front office changed because he was moved on. AJ Brown's too talented of a player to to let go of. And so what was the AJ Brown situation based off your knowledge? Was it like a cap space uh, issue or or what, what was really up with that? Well, kind of, yeah. It, I mean, they were just going to have to re-sign him in a cap space situation. But, you know, they had a lot of other players that they paid, right? Like, uh, look at Ryan Tannehill, for example. I mean, we've listed him yesterday, Peter, as uh, somebody that is possibly a salary cap casualty. He he made He's up to make $35 million this season. Right. And right. I mean, you're you're seeing a lot of guys like uh, Taylor Lewin and um, mm-hmm. Bobby Wagner and all these guys getting released. And I yep. mean, <laughs> they're too expensive to keep around. It sounds like. Yeah, and you when you got a question like to me, like you're looking at your future, right? AJ Brown's a young player, right? I'm keeping AJ Brown over any three of those guys that we just mentioned. Right. Yeah, because at the end of the day, Ryan Tannehill. Don't get me wrong. You know, uh, he he's done, has some success in the league, uh, but, but he's not a, a thirty-five million dollar quarterback. quarterback. And I mean, you, you, right? And you got Malik, or I believe that's his name, right? From um, mm-hmm. uh, Liberty, right? From Liberty. Yep, Malik. He, um, I mean, that kid, the kid can throw. I mean, he has a lot of upside. So you can you can keep a quarterback like that around for the cheap, and just mm-hmm. pay AJ Brown. You know. Yeah, and one of the things when you're looking at that, too, is what I thought. I, I was a big fan of Malik Willis. I know a lot of people's, you know, after his first season, they were a little bit down on him. But, hey, but you got to think about, like, they brought in the offensive coordinator that used to be for the Texans that worked with Deshaun Watson. Let's right. get the kids some receivers. Right, right. right. And then let's see how he does, right? Like, uh, right. I think that is huge. I, I want to bring this up, too, like Justin Fields, for example. I know a lot of people's like, hey, there are a lot of rumors that he might be traded, a lot of rumors that they Bears might go ahead and first pick. I, I, I personally don't think so. I think Justin Fields is going to be a Chicago Bear. And uh, when you look at it, I mean, Justin Fields didn't have a ton of wide receiver weapons. 
if you if you surround Justin Fields with with uh, Devontae Smith, AJ Brown, and those the, that, those calibers of re, uh, receivers, and give him that kind of receiving core, he might be in the Super Bowl too. You know? Yeah. Oh man, he had some explosive plays. I mean, he broke right. some NFL records last year. Right. right? And like, that and that and that's nothing to take away from Jalen Hurts and and what he can do. But it's just like when when you have a receiving core like the Eagles, like let's be real. <laughs> Yeah. So, Peter, real quick, with that being said, is there a team that you know, like, your skill set would be, like, absolutely useful to? I know, like, you just mentioned it, the Bears, they, they just, I mean, they have Mooney, and I think he's a great receiver and all, but they're just, like, not historically known as having the best receivers. Not really since Alshon Jeffrey have they had, like, a true wide receiver one, I feel like. Like, right. is there a team that you know, like, you would make a difference for and you believe would be a valuable asset for? So truthfully, like you just said, um, I kind of look around at the the teams that kind of lack uh, a, a second, a number two, a number two guy, you know, and obviously mm-hmm. coming to the league, being a rookie, that's where you will start as, as a number two guy. So um, I'd say, I'd say, like you said, places like Chicago, um, I kind of look at the Minnesota Vikings as an option. Um not to say Adam Thielen isn't that still that guy, you know, but but it seems like Justin Jefferson has been carrying a lot of the load. Oh, for um, sure. I'll say the Tennessee Titans. Um, like you said, Traylon Burks is there. Um, I think they can use another guy with speed, you know, to play that slot position. And they released Robert Woods. Right. Yep. Yep. I saw that. And what's crazy is I wear number two. So if they pick me up, I'll like that number. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah, you know another team like I think that uh, could use a good wide receiver, a young wide receiver, right? But like uh, you know, we we reported this a while is Brandon Cooks is likely to get traded, right? Brandon Cooks right. has got a high cap number; he's like twenty seven, around twenty six million dollars. So uh, John Michi will come back. Big kudos, he's coming back from cancer. He's going to be coming back and. Uh, we all know that the Miko Ryan's is a guy that he he's about hard work, right. he's about effort. I think uh, from what I've seen from Peter, I mean, I think uh, the Texans might be a a good place. They're a young team right now, anyways. They're trying to rebuild, yeah. and I know they got. Uh, oh, I forgot his name right now. Uh, that rookie wide receiver uh, played some this year. I'm blanking on his name right now, but then, yeah, like you said, John Mechie. They got young wide receivers for mm-hmm. sure. Brandon Cooks is more. the bet that they got and uh, li- likely, you know, going to be moved on. I mean, they, he wanted traded last year, actually, but he couldn't, he couldn't get uh, moved. And he actually even expressed it after the deadline. He was like, come on now, you know, we uh, why can't you trade me? Right? He wanted to get traded to Dallas. And uh, that, you know, that is something. Oh, that, yeah. You know, so Houston's definitely there. They got a new regime there. So, you know, looking for young talent like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they're you, not going to have they're not going to have Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Philip Dorsett's going to be there. They have Chris Moore, who kind of stepped up and then they have Nico Collins and then John Mechie could come back. So they're going to have a very young receiving core. Very, very young. And you know, they're picking a quarterback first. I mean, in the first round, they're going after a quarterback for sure. And so being being there's two other teams I'm thinking of, too, though. Um, So I would say the Detroit Lions, um, 
Yeah. Their, their, their receiving core is pretty good. You know, they have number eight. They have um they have the kid from Alabama. Um, they they have Amon Ross St. Brown. So I mean the receiving core is is, is all right. Um they, they get the job done somewhat, but I think mm-hmm. they can they can have another additive to that uh offense to really make it explosive. Um uh, they yeah, yeah, they have real the Lions have really impressed me, especially with Jared Goff at quarterback. They got, like you said, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh Jameson Williams just coming back. I think he had like an ACL. Uh, DJ yes. Chark, Josh Reynolds, which I love Josh Reynolds. I think he's like, I don't say like underrated, but I don't know. I do like him. And then you, I think you mentioned earlier, was it Khalif Raymond? Yes. Yep. Khalif. Yep. And then Quintez uh, Cephas as well. I've seen him play a lot. And then Tom Kennedy. I just love what they're doing there with the wide receivers. Right. And then what, what do you think about? Um, so what would you think about? the Arizona Cardinals because it looks like a lot of changes are happening over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think, I mean, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, I don't think he's staying at all. You right. know what I mean? I think he's being moved. Uh, well, our top places for DeAndre is uh, the Tennessee Titans and, uh, you know, looking at that, the Giants, Ravens. Hey, the Ravens, you know, just to mention a team, right? Like, they, they're receiving oh, four – they are, you know what I mean? Really I'll be Their receiver poor, but also the Cardinals will be. Robbie Anderson's going to be a salary cap casualty. For sure. For yeah. sure. He had like 10 catches maybe after being traded there. one player that's going to probably come back, and that actually was Marquise Brown. Definitely. Yep. Yeah, so they – I mean, if they get rid of D-Hop in, in Arizona, they'll have Marquise Brown, Rondell Moore, which I love Rondell Moore, but that's – Past him, man, that, that's it. They don't have Andy Isabella anymore. They never used Andy Isabella. So uh, they could really use you. And sure, they have Javon Wims, but I don't think he was high on the depth chart. I'm not sure. And them and the Ravens could definitely use a guy like you. In regards to the Ravens, though, with D-Hop, <laughs> I truly wonder if they'll be able to afford him after they – after if they pay Lamar Jackson his $250 million guarantee. <laughs> yeah, he's not backing down. I guess they've had some negotiations, and uh, Lamar Jackson is still wanting, like, that $200-plus million guaranteed. He wants oh, yeah. it comparable to uh, Deshaun Watson. Watson. Yep. Yeah, I can't oh, – do you think – Peter, do you think Lamar Jackson is going to be uh, – I, I guess they can always franchise tag him, but do you think he's moving on from the, the Ravens? Like, to do you think he wants honest, out? I strongly believe so. Um, again, like like I kind of heard you guys' podcast, I believe – I don't know. I believe it was like a few days ago. Um, mm-hmm. It was the one that you sent me. You guys were speaking about how, like, a great landing spot for him would possibly be Atlanta, and I can truly see that happening, to be honest. Yeah. Atlanta mm-hmm. would be so huge. Too. The way their offense runs, like, they tried to go all out for Deshaun Watson. Um, definitely. Uh, they had Deshaun Watson, and then the Browns swooped in. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, think I definitely, definitely see them going that way. I mean, the Ravens are just they, – they seem reluctant right now to, to just pay up what he's asking for. Mm-hmm. Um, if Obviously, if that doesn't align, he, he doesn't seem, seem like the person to just let it go at, at all, to be honest. No. But, and and my, my, my question is, though, is 
who is negotiating his deal? Because I heard he's getting advice from the NFLPA, and I and last time I checked, it was like his mom or something that was his agent. Yeah, correct. That is right. That you was right on that, Peter. That is definitely who it is. His mom and himself is negotiating, and the NFLPA has jumped in and said, you know, just tried to help him out a little bit. But like he's wanting guaranteed above what Deshaun Watson got. Right. Yeah, uh, so, you know, that is something, like, when we look at that, I was like, you know, he's wanting that guarantee, and I don't know if the Ravens have never been a team that, I mean, I was really surprised that they paid Roquan Smith what they did, because they never are a team that really have done that. Todd Monken is their new OC. Wouldn't it be very interesting if they moved on from Lamar Jackson and added Baker Mayfield to the Raiders. That, that would be that would be something. Yeah, and you know Todd Monken was Baker Mayfield's offensive coordinator in his rookie year in Cleveland. Wow. Oh man, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I hope that doesn't happen because I like Lamar as a Raven, I'll be honest. I really like but I would like listen, being from Georgia, a hey, I'm all about Lamar Jackson in Atlanta. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think he'd be a great fit in Atlanta, to be honest. Yeah, but it's like it's like the same time too. Um, if you look at it, what was kind of the purpose of drafting Ritter from Cincinnati? You know, yeah, that's what everybody's saying. Definitely, I get that. That's what everybody's saying. But I think at the end of the day, when you say, "Hey, do I have a chance to add Lamar Jackson?" You know, is this Dame this Desmond Ritter's ever going to meet where Lamar Jackson is? Right. My and question so if, is no. Would would he be involved in like a trade deal then? Like I would imagine. Ritter? Okay. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, that you know, I would imagine they would talk to him and see if he would be willing to, you know, if he wanted to maybe play and learn under Lamar Jackson. And, right. Yeah, or something like that. The Jets, they're they're dead set on honestly getting someone. They're dead set on getting a big name. They want a veteran. Now, I do not agree what they said about Derek Carr, but you know, ESPN's reporting that they think with Derek Carr as their quarterback, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, oh yeah, so yeah, they, yeah. They said if he that. if he comes there and wins a Super Bowl, he'd be a first ballot. No, Derek Carr is not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Trust no. me, uh, he, he's they. I mean, I like Derek Carr. Don't get me wrong. I really like Derek Carr. I like the man he is. I respect that uh, as much as anything, right? And I respect you know uh, what he has done because you know he didn't have Darren Waller majority of the year. Uh, you know, he did have Devontae, that's huge, but didn't have Hunter Renfro, and, you know, he was learning a brand-new system under Josh McDaniel. I really like Derek Carr, but at first about Hall of Famer, I think it's a reach. No, yeah, that's it's a, definitely a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> definitely a reach there. Yeah. Then you got Aaron Rodgers. You don't know what he's going to do. He does this every year. It wasn't real – I mean, you know, listen, I'll, I'll be honest. It wouldn't surprise me, and I know Tanner's talked about it, if he just makes his way right back to the Packers. I think he's sticking with the Packers. I I don't see him moving on. Yep. 
uh, they better include him in decisions. That's all I can say, right? They, if they include him in decisions, he's going to be good. But whatever happens, guys, the way his contract is set up, he's got to reduce his contract for if he's going to get traded. Number one, he's got to sign off to anybody he wants to be traded. Like if he don't want to go to the Jets, he can just say no. Right, oh, for like, sure. Yeah, so he's he's in. He controls his own. Like and to be honest, hard. Aaron Rodgers is due sixty million dollars this season if he sticks oh. with Green Bay. Why would he not? Oh, wow! You know, why would he not want that sixty million dollars to play in hey, Green Bay? Hey, Peter, I just thought of another team before. I, I'm going to talk about somebody just real quick, but I just thought of another team after that. Um, is one of the things that we reported to Matt Ryan said he's not retired. So what that means for Matt Ryan is going to be unemployed, right? Because right. Matt Ryan has <laughs> got a cap number of about $35 million. Wow. Right. So Matt Ryan is definitely not staying around for the Colts, right? Because the right. Colts are looking to draft a, a, a quarterback. And they, you know, they've already said they're looking to possibly trade up. We have actually heard rumors that DeForest Buckner could be involved in a trade with the Bears if they decide to trade up. And that makes a lot of sense, guys, because what it is, if you think about that, the coach, the, uh, the Chicago's head coach, coached DeForest Butner for the Colts. Matt, was it? Is that Eberfuss? Yeah, correct. But talking to Peter real quick, think about the coach receiving core, Peter. They, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, I mean, they got one, I, can, I consider it, I'm not going to call him a 1A yet, right? I do think he's got a lot of talent. Right? I think I know exactly who you're talking about. Yep. But is it, du- is it Dublin? Yeah, I'm thinking uh, – I think uh, that's not the name I'm thinking of. But I it's think Michael that, Pittman. Yeah, Michael Pittman. Oh, Pittman, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Michael Pittman. I, I don't consider him a 1A yet, right? Because Michael Pittman, he's been in and out flashes, but – you look at their other receiver core, Peter, and I mean they 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 could probably use some help at receiver. So they really only have Michael Pittman, um, and I would say the biggest they drafted Alec Pierce last. That's what year. I was. Yep, that's what exactly yeah, I was about to say. They got they got Alec Pierce heavily He's involved a, in the offense. Yep, but they they haven't, and they did sign free agent wide receiver Malik Turner, but they, and that was yesterday. Right. They have Paris Campbell, who did step up last season. I love Paris Campbell. And you, you're also right. They have Ashton Doolin as well. But none of these guys are, like, truly, I feel like, 100% established veterans that have produced year after year after year. Right. Got, well, guys, I'm going to tell you something I was excited about last night. Is, uh, <laughs> like, I've got definitely a lot of connections with the old Miss Rebels. And mm-hmm. uh, one, uh, the thing I was excited about last night was the young man – uh, that played for the, in the XFL last night. Like you never really heard of him too much, right? Uh, so far, but he really came on last night for the Sea Dragons. Jacor Pearson. He played at Ole Miss. Uh, he actually ran a four two forty. Oh wow! Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, and he is definitely uh, he's leads the XFL in receiving. And I think that's one of the things. Like when you're looking at it, like a lot of these guys too is trying to get. You know, back in the league, like when you think of uh, the Sea Dragons, you sit there and think like Josh Gordon's going to dominate this league. Well, actually, right now, Jacor Pearson's dominating the league. Right. Yep. So, uh, Ole Miss definitely brought people like Patrick Willis, who's 
one of my favorite all-time players. And, uh, you know, a lot of other great, great players from Ole Miss. Uh, and uh, definitely, I think when you look at that, like Jakir Pearson and some of those guys are making a way like, yeah, like Peter's making his way through the NFL draft. These guys has went through that process, and they're trying to make their way back in from the XFL. Right, and that and that's the upside to having all these um, leagues, right? So, like, I'm my, my lady. She likes to call them the G League. So you know how, like, <laughs> you know how the NBA has their G League yeah. for guys who are trying to make it up. That's what she kind of considers the USFL, XFL, CFL, those kind of leagues. And so it's very, very good to have those leagues around, you know, like you said, for guys like Cavante Turpin, who was uh, a, a pro bowler, I believe, this year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, it's, I mean, these leagues are opening up doors for, for guys who who are considered long shots, but really do have what it takes to, to thrive in the league when given the correct opportunity. So answer, oh, it sounded like the Riddler, like, riddle me this, but um, <laughs> is that something like, you've considered did you get contacted by i know the usfl had a draft on tuesday is there something anyone reached out to you or is that something you consider like worst case scenario if you don't right so so um looking at those leagues like the usfl so um one i do have a uh one of my close friends um bryce tornadin he was uh all pro first team all pro with the usfl safety for the maulers um Mm -hmm. so I very much respect that league. Um, my agent Scott, he was yeah. um, actually putting my name in there with the generals and whatnot. So, I mean, any pro opportunity for me is big. At the end of the day, that at the end of the day, everyone wants to continue playing this game, and it's a plus two when you're getting paid for it. You know, so um, I never, right. I never shy away from from any pro opportunities. Um, of, co- of of course, just like all those guys playing in those leagues. The end goal is to make it to the big stage, which is the NFL. Um, and so right now, my, my main priority is definitely to make it to the NFL. But I do not and never will shy away from playing in one of those leagues because, I mean, all any opportunity is a good opportunity to play pro pro football. Not everybody gets that opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I feel like and we saw it, you know, last season with the USFL there. I don't know how many guys ended up getting signed after that uh, year right. to, you know, NFL rosters, but you can definitely showcase your talents and it's, it's proven effective. I think I, th- there was a, a guy, I think his name is Victor Bolden. If you remember him from Oregon state, I, I, I remember him well. He played for the 49ers. Yep. And then he actually ended up going to the USFL and then the Cardinals. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, a lot of a lot of guys, you know, who were once superstars in college, you know, some of them got to take that route, too. Like you were just saying, uh, Flash, he's he's in the XFL right now, Josh Gordon. Mm -hmm. And and he's also trying to get another opportunity in the league. So it's like these leagues are not just for guys who who were at a small D2 or or D3 or NAI like it's for any guy that's looking to to make it back to the NFL. Oh yeah, Scott says it was 54 players total signed from the USFL to the NFL after season 1. Wow. Great. I mean that's that's a huge opportunity. That's 54 guys who thought they were done or didn't have a shot. USFL gave them a shot and 54 were signed. 
I mean, that's insane. A crazier, I believe a crazier statistic too that was given to us by our director here at X3. Um, he he read something that said like 31% of the league is made up of undrafted players. Wow. 31, 31%. So we're that's that actually, that includes right. That includes first rounders, second, all the way down to the seventh round. 31% is made up of people who were not involved in the draft at all. Yeah, that's, definitely. Yeah, that's almost half. So it's it's that just comes to show you that the NFL draft is not end all be all. I mean, there's now plenty avenues for guys to make it to the NFL. Yeah, I was always like, I'll be honest with Turp and there for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. I was like, uh, when I watched him, I was like, they better not kick to this guy. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I mean, he's he's explosive. So that can that tells you what kind of talents out there. Now, I'm going to get you, Peter, to stay with us as we do our little segment on our rumors here at the close to the end, because uh, I really enjoyed your company for sure. Thank and, you. Uh, one of the things I want you to talk about today, I want you to tell these teams right now why they should draft Peter off. Definitely, definitely. Um, w- would you like that answer right now? Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Awesome. So I would say first reason to draft me is because um, I'm very coachable. I'm extremely coachable. I love to learn. I'm hungry for information. I will literally ask questions till you get annoyed. <laughs> I love information. Um, second reason is I'm a great athlete. I'm very explosive. I'm very fast. Um, injury for me is never really ever a factor. Um, another thing is I'm I'm a I'm a team player. You know I'm a team guy. I'm not selfish. I played fullback before. I love to block. I love seeing my other teammates great. thrive. You know, as you can tell by my statistics. Yes, I had 63 receptions, 1,220 in in two years, but that's because I was allowing my other teammates to succeed as well, you know. So I take pride in not only my statistics, but in my teammates' statistics as well. That's great. And is that something like, at the end of the day, it's like you just want to play. You just want to play football, you know. That's, that's I just something... want to play football, and I want to see my guys win. You know, at the end of the day, if my team wins, I win. You know, if my exactly. team wins, uh, we all we all get the attention and all the the glory. So. Um, Again, it's a team sport. This isn't boxing where it's just you, and if you lose, it's on you and that kind of stuff. You have brothers yeah. to lean on. You have brothers to tend to. You know, you have brothers that trust you, and you trust them. And so um, you just got to remember at the end of the day, you're it's bigger than yourself, you know. That, I that's, feel like that's, that's not a that's not an attitude you find a lot anymore. A lot of receivers now, which no disrespect to anyone, but this it's, it's usually about like, I want to be paid to be the wide receiver one. I know I'm the right. wide receiver one, and it's they try to make it about them. And right, and, and, and this, is isn't, this isn't right. This isn't shade at all. This is probably my most favorite player. I'll say a great example of that is like Tyree Kill. You know, of course, it's it's very hard to turn down the check. You know, right. <laughs> but if I'm making more than enough money, let's keep winning Super Bowls. I mean, look at Tom yep. Brady. Tom Brady's hailed now as the greatest football player to ever walk the earth because he just stuck around he stayed true for a few years then finished off his like last few years with uh tampa and then helped them win because he knew what it was like to be in a winning culture to Mm -hmm. to 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 be a team player you know and he and and that is contagious you know 
it's very that's, contagious. That's true. And oh God, I'm trying to think of who it was actually recently took a restructured deal or a pay cut to uh, help his team be able to sign more players this offseason. I'm Packers trying to think. running back did as well lately. Uh, Aaron Jones did that too, yeah. yeah. Uh, but there was a quarterback, I want to say, who just took like a restructure to be able to keep his team uh, so he can sign key players this offseason. And everyone's like, man, exactly that's what you're talking about. I just Was it Burrow? Remember. I think it was. Yeah, it was Burrow. Here it is on February 9th. Uh, teammates, uh, it's believed by some teammates that Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow will accept a team-friendly contract extension to keep weapons around him like Jamar Chase. I mean, Definitely. that's he's a team keep, player. He's got to keep T. Higgins around too. That's right. another one that he's got to that got to work on. Uh, and that could know. lead us right into some rumors, uh, Brandon. Because think about. Um, one of the rumors is Tyler Boyd and him leaving. Cincinnati. I think Tyler Boyd is a, a possibility. I I know that Joe Burrow definitely liked to keep him as a possession wide receiver, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think Tyler Boyd is somebody that teams will call about. You know, you know when we report rumors that teams call about it, that doesn't mean they're going to get traded, but they're definitely getting called. They're definitely getting called about T Higgins, and they're definitely getting called there about Tyler Boyd. Now, whether they move him or not is a different story. Right, right, but like when you're looking at that, definitely teams are calling the Bengals, especially seeing there's not a lot of wide receiver like free agency either out there, right, right now. Like when you're talking about the top wide receivers in free agency, you're talking about Jacoby Myers from the Patriots, and you're talking about Juju Smith-Schuster from the Chiefs. That's like the top free agents right now because if you think about it, you've heard names like D Hop. Um, Those are all trades, yeah. And Brandon Cooks, yeah, they're all trades. They're still under contract with the team. They're not free agents. Nope. So they're all definitely. They're all all, all going to be possible trade situations. Uh, so uh, I think when you're looking at that, I I really believe that that is very huge. And like like Peter was talking about, like he you know was telling about why teams was interested in them. And uh, you know, I think the teams are looking for a good guy as well. Right. And I, I think uh, they, they would definitely get that Peter for sure. Definitely. I, and yeah. I love that mentality, Peter. I think that's important. It's like team friendliness. Like, and I've, I, that's the way I was raised too. It's like, and I, I'm not trying to throw shade at any player in the NFL because like, I try to respect everyone in the NFL. Right. But like if you're making millions of dollars, and like, oh, you choose to sign with the team because you'll make a couple million more. It's like right. at the end of the day, you're making millions. Accept a team friendly contract and keep winning Super Bowls. I mean, that's to me the right. accomplishment. Is because not if to, you if you really if you think about it, there's a lot of rich players with a mm-hmm. with a very poor legacy. Oh, a lot yeah. of rich players with a very poor legacy. So these are the players now now that you have jumping on podcasts basically degrading <laughs> other players in the league mm-hmm. kind of with a bitter attitude about it as well you know yeah. and i'm not saying anybody specific because those topics get touchy but <laughs> there are there are players there are players out there with a lot of money but they're bitter inside because they don't they didn't have the success that other players mm-hmm. had because they were chasing money exactly and a lot of those uh podcasts include former wide receivers or former players. And yeah, it's like, yeah, they put up great numbers in their career, but they're, 
they're a little salty because they didn't win the Super Bowl or exactly. I and get because, you. But and because of that is because they didn't want to take the pay cuts. They didn't want to lose money. You know. Yeah, and they so think it's oh, like, it's an NFL team. They they have the financials to pay me, but right, yeah. I'm like, dude, it's, they still have salary cap and like 52 right. other players on a roster to think about. And literally, I mean, like th- that's why, like personally, I feel like you can get first round talent out of me for cheap, and that won't be a problem. I love it, man. That that's awesome right there. I yeah. think, and and honestly, talking to you, I think we've had a blast. Honestly, this has been one of the best guests we've had. Uh, yeah, just definitely. You you communicate well, and you you come across as a straightforward guy, but also humble enough to understand, like, you know. Count your blessings and yes, accept sir. opportunities. I think that's awesome. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, and one of the things, too, when you talk about, you know, not that he's, he's a, a bad guy or anything. I really don't know him that well, for sure, is Kenny Galladay, right? Mm-hmm. He is. Uh, I don't know him that well, but we know that the Brinks truck backed up, right? And paid him <laughs> in the, for the Giants, right? And right, the, right. And, and he had, like, if I'm not mistaken, like less than 100 yards last year. And um, and he made like over twenty million dollars. Wow! Yeah, so pretty much like if you look at like a hundred yards, I mean, he got paid. I think it was eight catches. He got paid over a million dollars a catch. So did the um the player the wide receiver for the the Chicago Bears um he came from the Steelers. Did they pay him? Yeah, like they actually gave him a first round. They actually gave him a uh, actually a first round pick to that'll end up being a first round pick there uh, oh for goodness. him. Wait, who is yeah. that? Um, uh, uh, the wide receiver I'm talking about. Yeah, you're talking to, when you, when you're talking about that. He's talking about Chase Claypool. Claypool, yes. Claypool. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I was thinking Anthony Miller, but he's the one that went from the Bears to the Steelers. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah Claypool. About Claypool. Now, Chase Claypool, now, when we talk about his salary, like, you know, hey, I think this is good money myself, but, you know, he, he's making $3 million this, this season. So, I mean, they they got some move. You know, they got, like, Darnell Mooney. They got Chase Claypool. Uh, but I do think that they're looking for a true uh, – some more receivers, right? Like, yeah. when you're looking at that, they're looking, they're looking for some more. And you never know, they might – they might make some moves. There are like a lot of rumors that they can move on from Darnell Mooney, right? right? So they, I mean, you know, Chase Claypool, they definitely, I don't think, move on because they got a lot invested in him. But I'll be honest, I don't know if they'll pay him, like, unless he really produces this year, right? Right. Uh, to a good salary. But I actually liked him in Pittsburgh. I thought he was a, I thought he was a good player, right? Right. And, but. You know, when when you're looking at that, like it's very very interesting. Um, so a- so w- w- were you saying you thought uh, Claypool was a good player in Pittsburgh? Yeah, yeah. Um, so so was that around the time that Roethlisberger was still there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was. Okay, you could have that conversation with Juju Smith as well, because like mm-hmm. you know, you could say, well, Antonio Brown created him. I hear that a lot because don't get me wrong, Ben Roethlisberger was there, and I loved Big Ben. Uh, but like Antonio Brown got so much attention, and when he left, Juju Smith just kind of fell off. Small school man, Miami of Ohio, Ben Roethlisberger. Man, he had a great career. Definitely. Yep. 
Yeah, eight. So I'm going to get into these and we'll definitely let you guys see what you think. But here's some of the rumors that we had over the last 24 hours. All right. Um, so the Bucks are now expected to go with Kyle Trask as the starter for 2023. Thoughts, oh, Tanner? Um, I think I, I don't I don't see anything wrong with that. I still think they have a roster right now to be able to compete. So I know that they're going to be looking at some veteran help. Um, but I don't I don't see anything wrong with trying to roll with a rookie or a, I guess a second year player in this case because um, mm-hmm. you never know what you're going to get. But you do want to have a nice backup uh, just in case, you know, it, your season doesn't start off well. You don't want to get behind too late. And then you can roll with a backup quarterback who um, has starting experience. So they're yeah. going to be looking at some veterans for sure. Yeah. And they they compared him as a point guard. Like, you know, he, he'll be in a point guard, uh, you know, and uh, dumping the ball off. You're talking about with Chris Goblin, Mike Evans, some of the weapons that they got there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I definitely that's what they're going to be looking at. It seems like they're not going to make a move at a quarterback. I know that they really like Blaine Gabbert as a backup. Yeah. So uh, that you know we we might not see a lot of movement from Tampa Bay unless they're just putting the smoke screen out there, right? Right. Uh, so the Ravens are expected to trade or release Chuck uh, Clark. This was definitely a rumor last year too. The Athletic reported this. If in Baltimore, if they do trade Chuck Clark. They can make actually a better cap space at a number. They could actually get up to four million in cap space if they go ahead and trade Chuck Clark. I mean, I don't see that. Like, I don't know. Uh, oh, and uh, Scott here says Andy Dalton to the Bucks would be a great fit. I could actually yeah, see that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That would um, be a really good one. And sh- as far as Chuck Clark goes, I mean, I do see it. Like, that could happen, definitely. Uh, but he's a key piece to that defense, and that defense is losing a lot of pieces, I feel like. So um, they just aren't what they were, you know, two years ago. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I'm going to move on to maybe a surprising one, but this was reported yesterday that DeAndre Swift is not expected to be part of Detroit's long-term plans. Yeah, I saw they, that. Yep, the team is looking possibly to add a running back in the NFL draft. Um and why not? You know, Swift's got some injury history. Right. Uh, Jamal Williams has been a stud. I loved him in Green Bay, and now he's Barry getting a Sanders chance. Record too. At yeah, the end of the and, day, at the end of the day, with that, you got to just go with who's producing. And that's mm-hmm. Jamal Williams, right? Yep. You got yeah, it. DeAndre Swift, definitely. He's a Georgia guy for sure. Um, but uh, I think uh, you know what? If I was the Falcons, I would definitely be calling. Yeah, because right. they were rolling with two rookies last year. I yeah, think. I would definitely. He he would be a hometown hero. He'd get some fans in the seats, definitely yep. there. And two, that he might it might just be a a change that he needs. Right? Could it be the offense that he was in that probably didn't fit him? Could be. That, that happens a lot. That actually happens a lot, man. I'll be honest. Like having the right offense, I'll get my favorite version of this is Namdi Osmoa. Right is he? This guy was on track to be a Hall of Famer for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Right, he goes and takes the money from the Eagles, and they put him in a, a zone defense instead of a man to man. Right, mm-hmm. and he 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 struggles really bad. He actually got signed by the Forty ers who put him back into his man to man coverage, and he actually had a pretty successful season for the Forty ers that year. Wow. Yeah. So. 
I mean, it's all about when he was team. with the Raiders, man, sometimes the pasture is the grass is green, not greener on the other side. Right. In my opinion. I'm going to move on to this one, and this one might surprise you guys. You ready? Yeah. The Patriots are currently paying their tight end crop $32 million of their cap space. Yeah, because they signed Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry a couple years ago for like four-year deals each, paying them a bunch of money. Exactly. So uh, we heard last night that the Patriots are expected to release Johnny Smith. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, they're it makes not too heard, much sense. That we've not heard about Hunter Henry yet. What's going to happen there? But just remember, guys, we have some good players out there at tight end and free agency. You got Dalton Schultz of the Cowboys, is name of one. You got Mike Gasecki of yep. the Dolphins. Putting the right system, Mike Gasecki will be will be okay. He was just putting the 49er system, what caused you to block a lot. He's I don't not know. A blocking tight end. I, I don't know if you guys saw Mike's tweet today, but I um, did. I saw it yesterday or <laughs> yeah. one yesterday. He was basically saying if um gosh, what's the what's the USC's quarterback's name? Caleb Williams. If Caleb yeah. Williams were to sign to the Dolphins, he'd need to figure out if he needs to renew his condo lease. Yeah, I saw he, he goes he goes he replied to Caleb's thing uh statement about like, oh, I'd love to play for the Dolphins because they got all these weapons and he named Mike Gasicki. He goes, Caleb, I don't know if you know that, but he's like I may, ha- I may have to renew my condo lease to be there in 2024 or something. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was really funny. Like, he knows he's gone. And yeah. Like- you know what? One of the Fitz guys that um, they put in, for ESPN, I think it was, the biggest fit that they had for him was the Panthers. And Frank Reich is uh, – I know he had some trouble for the Colts, but Frank Reich knows how to put tight ends in the right position, I feel. Yeah, I just – man, I don't know. I, I'm a Packers fan, so I really want Green Bay to, <laughs> to get him. I think that they uh, have strayed away from using their tight ends, and hopefully they bring back Mercedes Lewis to help block. But I know I want them to have a, like a star tight end like Mike Kosicki. Frank yeah. Frank was uh, recently with the Colts, correct? Yes, yeah. that's right. What's the? Uh, do you recall the name of their tight end? He played in like the East West Shrine Bowl. I think he was a rookie. Oh, uh, they have. The guy, well, they used to have Jack Doyle, um, which he retired. Because, uh, yeah, their tight end had a lot of success. So, like, I mean, I, I could, like you said. Uh, oh, Frank, was he a rookie? Mo Alley Cox. There's Mo yeah. Alley Cox, and then there was um, Jelani Woods, if that was who you're talking yeah, about. Who, it might have been him. Yeah, I think it was Jelani. Okay, yeah, he was a rookie, I think, this yep. last season. Yes, At one he, time, he, like he said, J- Jelani Woods actually led the team in receiving for a couple Yes, of got, him, <laughs> yeah. got him really involved. And so that's why, like you were saying, Frank might end up getting Mike. That's, that's, you're, that's a good fit. And in NFL rumors, he's, like, very good at, uh, like, analytics. So, you know, he punches in all these different scenarios into, like, an algorithm, and then you get this, like, percentage back on, like, how things could happen. And that's a very – that's a – like, that analytic, I'm sure, is, you know, up there as far yeah, as 80, landing with the Panthers. 80% last season of uh, prediction matches for free agents. That's really high as far yeah. as analytics go. Yeah. So, do you so – yeah, oh, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Well, you go ahead on this topic because my question was in regards to the Arizona Cardinals. 
Yeah, you shoot. Go ahead. Go ahead. Definitely. Um, so do you think the Cardinals this year will focus in on defense or offense? Defense. Because defense. of Jonathan Gannon, right? At the end, you know, one of the things that was a great topic to bring up because Jonathan Gannon actually I think one of the reasons he was hired, the Cardinals had the second worst yards given up in their franchise history, I think, since the 60s. And that was well, with Vance Joseph. Yeah, and he just got hired for the Broncos, you know right. what I mean? So, but now he's inheriting for the Broncos. Let's be on real here, guys. He's inheriting a heck of a defense for the Broncos. Oh, yeah. I love that Broncos defense. They took a yeah. huge hit losing that defensive coordinator. Uh, what's his face? I kind of – Ezra, Ezra, or something like that. I can't exactly. pronounce his name. Um, well, but Vance Joseph, I think, is going to be just fine with that defense. Yeah, and one of the coaches I really liked, I was really disappointed that he didn't really actually get a job this year, was the Panthers. Uh, actually, interim head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very disappointed that he actually, Steve Wilkes didn't get that job. Um, but one, one of the things I will tell you, he's in a really good spot in San Francisco because the last three years, the last three and, and a half years, they produced three head coaches out of the defensive coordinator position. Who's that? The Panthers? No, yeah, the Panthers. Steve Wilkes is now the 49ers defensive coordinator. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, so more than likely – if the 49ers continue to play well on defense, which I don't see them, I still see a really good defense that they're going to put on the field. Steve, Steve Wilkes will definitely be a name next year. That'll be That's true. Coach. Yeah, you've got the uh, the Jets head coach. Um, and then they had – D'Amico. De, yeah, and then you had D'Amico Ryans. Yeah, and then 49ers the, is a, a hot haven for – uh, coaches right now. They're producing a lot of coaches in the NFL right yeah, Steve now. Wilkes probably saw this as an opportunity. He's like, man, I got a good defense next year. I got a head coach opportunity. So yeah. so, so when, a, when a team pays a head coach, right, does that cut into the team's cap space? Nope, not at all. Only players. Okay. Only players because I was I was curious. I didn't know that. As, as you can see, Eric, Eric Bynamy just signed to be the new offensive coordinator with the I believe the commanders. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I was wondering, I was like, man, how much money do they have left? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't add into their players or anything like that, but that's a good question for sure. Uh, I thought that uh, that's a great question. Well, um, and another I, reason he took that job is because they offered him the, the role of not only offensive coordinator, but assistant, uh, assistant coach. And he I, wants feel like to, it, I feel like it would have taken a lot for him to leave the Chiefs after all the, the success he had. You know, if it, I didn't think in my mind, I'm thinking, OK, if it's not a head coach job, he's not leaving. Yeah. Right. You know what? Yeah. So, so they probably had to this? offer him more. Right. This is what's so sad about this, Peter. And I'm just going to be very frank on this is he should have never had to leave Kansas City to get a co- head coaching job. This is why right. he's leaving. He's going to the commanders to show that he can do things without Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Right. Right. But he shouldn't have to, right? Like, honestly, he, he's already proven that he is drawing up the plays every week. Mm-hmm. He should have got a shot at a job. Right. And it's if you look at it, it's almost like a Tom Brady situation, right? So, basically, he leaves the Patriots. I personally think he left the Patriots to prove that he didn't need Belichick. Yep. That's right. Right. Yeah, and I, I, I 100% agree, right, that that could be it. A lot of people do that, right? Like, hey, let me move on and see if 
you know, that is a situation that I can, I can thrive in. Right. Right. Yep. And hey, I thought, I've got, yeah. Go I've got a couple more for you guys real quick is the athletic John Machado uh, said that Tyrone Smith is likely to be released. Is that from uh, which team? That, who's that? Tyrone Smith? Yeah. yeah Dallas. Offensive okay. tackle. So it's going to put another tackle on the market. Might want to watch the bears for that one. Right. Bears got a lot of money to spend in free agency. Might also want to watch the chargers there. Kayla Moore is the offensive coordinator now for the chargers. That's um, true. The, the athletic uh, that is from Jay Morrison mm-hmm. said Jesse Bates is good as gone. So he is not being franchised as Adam Schefter reported. Saw that. Yeah. Right. So, um, he was franchise tagged last season, and I believe you can be tagged two seasons in a row. But you know they they drafted that guy last year, Daxon Hill. Um, so I just yeah, I think he's gone too. Each yep. team saves a certain amount of their cap space for draft picks and undrafted free agents. Yep. That's what Scott was saying there. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So Jesse Bates will definitely be looking at a team that is in need of a safety, right, guys? So mm-hmm. that is that is somebody. The big surprise for me, right before we did our special podcast on salary cap hits yesterday, uh, Bobby Wagner was released. That actually is one that surprised me a little, right? Because Bobby Wagner, they're only saving $5 million in cap space. Yeah, and for a guy that has that kind of leadership – uh, but they said it was a mutual decision, so he probably wanted out. He saw, like, okay, this isn't <laughs> what I thought it was going to be. Jalen Ramsey could be doing the same thing as I'm hearing. Jalen Ramsey is wanting out as well, is what we're hearing. And and there's a lot of teams that's interested in Jalen, like the Steelers, the Lions, the Chargers. Uh, You'd be I've crazy some, not to be interested in them. I've yeah. heard some rumors around uh, number 13 for the Chargers. Yeah. Allen. Yeah, I've heard I've, I've heard a little bit of rumors around him. I don't know if those are trade rumors or or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, you know, it's it's actually you know it's a likely scenario. Um, yeah, we we actually put that on there as well, Peter. Uh, Keenan Allen. Uh, you know, of course, Charger fans had a little hate for us for sure. But uh, Keenan, anytime you report a rumor of somebody's team, man, you you get to slack right a little bit. Right. Yeah, but Keenan Allen, uh, definitely. The Chargers have a huge way to go to get below cap space. Right. And they, uh, I had predicted that Keenan Allen's a 50 50 shot of being a salary cap casualty or a trade. Or, and also, I think Khalil Mack is more of like a 75% chance of being released. And hey, we got a comment here uh, or a question from Sam in the chat. Do you think the Seahawks go after Bobby Wagner? I do not. No. Um, it's not going to be a reu- reunion. I I just don't see it happening. They got a good linebacker that replaced Bobby Wagner. Actually, he did really good. He led the NFL in tackles. I would probably say he's telling the truth there for sure. Is I don't see Bobby Bobby Wagner would be a great story if he did mm-hmm. uh, come there. But you know, there's somebody that's got a lot of money right now that could pay Bobby Wagner. It's looking for a middle linebacker, Chicago Bears. I was just about to say. <laughs> Yeah, yep. and after they uh, – who is it? Isn't Roquan Smith a – Raven, yep. Yeah, he, he was Ravens. a linebacker, right? So they, they're in need of that. Where yeah, is, Bobby Wagner could get paid there for sure. Where is um Khalil Mack? For he's the with Chargers. the Chargers. Yeah, he's probably okay. going to get released there, right? He's probably going to get released, I'll be honest. Um, the reason why is uh, he's got a $27 million cap number, and Joey Bosa That's has a, a $33 million cap number. 
So they're both accounting for almost sixty million dollars of cap space. How scary would that be with Khalil Mack and Bobby Wagner? Yeah, that would be crazy if you could bring Khalil Mack back. Uh, imagine adding Khalil Mack to a team like Miami, right, and putting him like next to uh, ne- next to Chubb there. Right. Oh, I forgot Bradley Chubb was there. Yeah, re- just remember about this. Look, when you're talking about analytics and things like that, Tanner, Fangio mm-hmm. uh, coached Khalil Mack to his best season ever in Chicago. That's a good point. Wow. Yep. I forgot. He, I forgot he was the. Uh, was he the DC there? Yep. And this is some of the news that we got uh, that was sourced to us is mm-hmm. uh, Cowboys yesterday uh, preseason standout Brandon Smith to sign him with the XFL. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, he was a preseason standout for Dallas, and uh, he's signing over to the XFL, said he wanted to get some more experience and uh, have a really good shot at getting on a practice squad, maybe earning a a 53-man next season. Well, he'll have a shot, especially if the XFL produces like they're expecting it to. Yep, yep. Uh, We got a big rumor. I know probably nobody wanted to hear this one, but Mike Florio speculated that Tom Brady – if the 49ers call will be one team he would ditch retirement for. I don't know. I think he's done this time. I think he's done personally. And honestly, I think he's really trying to lock in on his family. Yeah. Yeah. I think he realized he goes, man, that wasn't worth not winning a Super Bowl. Right. Like, yeah, I, I don't think he's coming back, but you're right though. If there is a team that could persuade him to come out of it, I mean, it, it could be the 49ers. Yeah, but because I, this is his childhood team. You it know, would definitely this is a childhood team, right? Right. It would definitely be for a pretty penny. Yeah, yeah, that would be it. Hey, the other one I got for you guys, and I loved this kid last year, is Deontay Foreman at Carolina. Right? Is Deontay Foreman? The Panthers said that they want him back. The new running back coach, Deuce Staley, said he wants Deontay Foreman back as his running back. Yeah. So it sounds like Deontay Foreman has a great chance of coming back to Carolina next year. Well, he did great. Uh, he did great there. So I, I definitely see them trying to make a push to to sign him back. Yeah. He did, he like did just fine filling in for Christian McCaffrey. Yep, he did. He did. Uh, this is uh, some draft news. It's kind of funny. Uh, Mel Kiper is really good, but also gets hate a lot, right, guys? Mm-hmm. Is Mel Kiper said he will retire if the Texans select John Robinson in the first round. If, if the Ravens, my, my bad, select. He will retire. Wow. Yep. Is, he the, is he a running back? Yeah, he's a running back. I do think that this running back will get higher than people think. Uh, he's got a lot of talent. In the NFL draft, uh, but I think Bajon uh, Robinson. I think uh, you might want to look at those later teams that's drafting, like the Bills. Uh, yeah. You might want to look at the Eagles. Look at some of those uh, late late teams that might be drafting, unless somebody thinks that he's the guy and trades up. Dallas Cowboys are really big on going and getting running backs early, and you know Ezekiel Elliott. There's a lot of lot of rumors he's the highest played running back in nfl this year yeah and he's not <laughs> he's just not worth it right now nope there you go uh but you know we we've been having some we'll continue to see salary cap casualties uh we feel uh you know as we keep on working through uh the off season like we said this is one of our busiest times for sure getting all the rumors out to you guys uh but uh Interesting to see what happens. We're already having some moves. The Titans are cleaning house. 
Uh, we got some other teams as well working through that and uh, trying to get to the cap. No Saints are working through their cap space uh, number, trying to reduce salary. So very, very good, very good things. And, you know, I, I'll be honest, one of those things that actually Peter was talking about, and it, this rings true because think about it like this, Evan Ingram. When Evan Ingram with the Giants, everybody was saying, hey, you know what, he's a bust. You right. know I mean, he do, the, he's went to Jacksonville and now finished as one of the top tight ends in the NFL last year. Oh, yeah, and they're trying to get him back too. Yeah, and he said he wanted to come back. He wants to come back to Jacksonville. Uh, Peterson's really great working with tight ends. As you can see, he had Zach Ertz for many years. And uh, I think uh, I think Evan Ingram, you know, is saying like, hey, you know, I'm going to stay where I was successful. Mm-hmm. I would too. And yeah, so I think with, that's the right decision. Would you say with in regards to Jacksonville, like what are they really – missing in that offense for it to be complete because would you say it's a running back well running back wise uh travis Etienne, i think uh he's had some injury problems right right i, I would it, i'll be honest i think peter that they really need to go and get a good you know backup just in case he gets hurt right right like somebody Somebody just some insurance there. But one of the things that a lot of people is forgetting about with the Jacksonville, they if they go back and sign Evan Ingram, they've already got Christian Kirk, they already got Zay Jones, and they traded for Atlanta's number one last year. When Calvin he had Ridley. a betting scandal. Calvin, Calvin Ridley. Ridley. Yeah, and so, he'll be back healthy and he's he's gonna be good. They're they're gonna right. be talented, man. Trevor Lawrence has really grown. This team's going to be talented. One of the things I really respect about Trevor Lawrence when we talk about integrity, and I'm really big about that, is he said that when Jacksonville lost their game, he actually went and gave a towel to every single person that shook their hand in the locker room. Wow. That says a lot, like, as a teammate. And I'm yeah. sure Peter could tell you about that. Is uh, You know, that says a lot if your quarterback's doing that. Right. You want to go, you want to go play for this guy. Definitely. Yep, for that. So they did uh, surprise me. Doug Peterson surprised me. I don't. I didn't think he was that great of a head coach, but he he's helped develop uh, Trevor Lawrence really well. Well, one of the big rumors that was coming out there yesterday, and we we. I mean, honestly, I I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Trayvon Diggs is trying to recruit his brother Stephon Diggs to the Cowboys. Um, I think there are a very small chance of that happening. The no, reason that's not why happening. is the cap. Dead cap number is huge if they trade them. Like the dead cap is like, I think if I'm not mistaken, over $20 million. For the Bills? Yeah, there's no way that I don't think they'll eat that, right, to trade him. And no, I don't think won't. that they want to trade him. Josh Allen does not want to trade Diggs. Stephon Diggs reminds me, guys, of Michael Irvin, right? Michael uh -huh. Irvin is very adamant of wanting the ball. Oh. And it's not that he's like, you know, he's not that he's a bad person or anything, for sure. He just wants to win. Right. Right? That's what it is. It just wants to win. Like, hey, I want the ball. Right? I mean, there's right. nothing wrong with that. I'd rather have somebody saying, I want the ball, rather than somebody, like, you know, being like, oh, yeah, let me let me, let me, me be like Kenny Galladay, you know? Right. <laughs> just sit here and get paid. <laughs> I know, I know probably I'll get hate for that, but, hey, it's true, man. I mean, Kenny Galladay is a – 
a situation I'll be honest is that that's a that was a really bad move on that GM. Yeah, right? he went and signed to Kenny Galladay. He had one good year there in Detroit. He went and signed him, and that that situation right there is tough. I mean, they're going to release him for sure. It's a hundred percent chance they're releasing Kenny Galladay. They're not having him have twenty million dollar another year. The twenty million dollars, mm-hmm. there's no way. All right, guys, we are over an hour, so I think it's time to wrap it up. We yeah, got anything to fun. anything to add, Peter? And and like you said, we gave you a chance to tell the teams what you can provide for them, and we do have people that listen to this, and uh, especially if we when we get this out on Twitter. Definitely. Is there anything well, to add? Um, I think really all I'll add is um, I do appreciate you, Tanner, and Brandon, and really the NFL rumor community for having me on the show and allowing me to – tell my story and introduce myself you know um here soon once i get an opportunity i'll be able to reintroduce myself on the field to nfl fans or whatnot so i'm really looking forward to it i'm looking forward to joining somebody's uh club and family and just building bonds and brotherhoods with guys man sounds great i love it and we enjoyed having you thank you thank you i i hope to be back on here man this was real uh productive and fun yeah, definitely. Absolutely. We'll we'll definitely do that. You maybe when we get closer there to the draft, or maybe even sooner, we'll let you. We'll get back up with you, Peter. Right. I'll I'll have to write this one in my retirement plan. Get on <laughs> NFL Rumor Podcast. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, we enjoy it and we love it, and uh, we we talk football all day. That's that's what we do here. Definitely, definitely. Thank you, guys. Hey, oh, you're thank welcome. you. Hey, and, and guys, rumors. make sure that you tune in to the – make sure you tune in and you're following NFL rumors for all the breaking news of the draft, all the breaking news of all your rumors happening, uh, the salary cap cuts. We got some really good videos on our on our NFL rumors channel. Make sure you're following Tanner on this YouTube channel. This is where the podcast stays, so you really need to make sure you're hitting that bell and follow and smashing that like button today and telling us what you think. And uh, I really do appreciate everybody. I hope you have a blessed day. And uh, I'll let Tanner uh, end it with us. Yep, absolutely. Guys, thank you so much. Like like he said, uh, follow me on Twitter, Tanner Pfeiffer NFL. I have about 58,000 on Instagram, so make sure you join there as well. Um, and just follow NFL Rumors. Uh, we'll be doing this all off season with the latest – uh, rumors and news and free agent predictions. Guys, thank you so much. We'll catch you next week with episode 18. See you guys.